We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person and then everybody else will stand a gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs a tampa bay pastor has been arrested sentenced to a week in she jail she also and tore up a cease and desist letter we have a posterity waiting for us to say we will not comply so you will be free We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down? Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Yay! So glad to have you guys with us today. Been a rainy day. Listen, it feels like there's some storms coming, so um, we've had some, JC said, some slowdowns. Some slowdowns on the internet. So, got a new configuration here of our microphones. I don't know if, I don't, I think I'm going to have to work around this for a second and <laughs> just a little bit weird. Um, so if you see me fiddling with it today, that's because I'm trying to get it where I want it right now that's casting a shadow, a really strange shadow on my face. <laughs> so maybe JC, while he's up and around, can can fix that shadow that's being cast on my face that makes me look like I have a cylindrical object pointing at my mouth. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining me, JC. Howdy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where the thing looks very undesirable. Yeah, I, it's not going to work like that. Okay, so uh, got some stories for you today, but I thought we'd start in our Instagram room like we usually do. Why don't we just say hello to a few people out there while we got them? Hello, few people. Hello, few people. Kansas. Fredonia, Kansas in the house. Zero Beach. Where is Zero Beach, Jason? Zero Beach. Any idea? Vero Beach. Oh, Vero Beach. Vero Beach. Oh, well, I know where Vero Beach is. I thought maybe there was actually a place called Zero Beach. All right, Gabriella is here. Welcome. Oh, look, you've got a new roll tighter in the audience, JC. Looks what? like 
Yeah, Craig and... They're reproducing. They're reproducing in the audience. Southeast Texas. Blue North scene. So glad to see you in the room. Carpentersville, Illinois. Mm -hmm. So, Andrea, you will appreciate this. We had a young man in the house, and I was listening to something on my headphones. I mean, I wasn't even listening to the conversation, and I heard him say, out of the corner of my ear, Illinois. (laughs) So I had to, like, jump up and go, uh, no, not Illinois. Not, not Illinois. See, there's Nate. Some kind of noise. Nate is coming out. Uh, Clearwater, Kansas, uh, Indiana. Uh, what do we got going on here? Naples, Florida. Naples, Florida. Uh, everybody, Carolina, look at look at all Alaska. of the, the fellowship and love in the chat room. Our frequent flyers. You guys have like a whole little, you recognize each other. Idaho. Um. Anyway. Anybody, anybody we miss, we see. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Glad, glad to see you. See, somebody else thought it was, Andre thought it was funny that he said Illinois. (laughs) Illinois. PNW 95 from Washington. Just saw her the other day. So here's what we got going on on our Instagram. I just want you guys to know that I will be on um victory news here tomorrow tomorrow is friday is it not tomorrow is is friday so 5 p.m eastern standard time 4 p.m central time and i will be on the air on victory news and you can find victory news on youtube at the victory channel there's also uh stations on um there's also stations on DirecTV and other cable things. So you can go and find out how to watch us, and it'll be 4 p.m. Central Time or 5 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, so the next story, another n- next Instagram is going to be a message that we put out today. This is one of Sonny's... In one of Sonny's Instagram memes, isn't she? This is great. Important reminder, laws don't stop crimes. Test one, two. Can you hear me right there? <laughs> People can't hear me. Do I keep talking? Or? Yeah. Okay. Super quiet. Okay, so laws don't stop crimes. The purpose of the criminal justice system is to punish people who break the law, not to prevent them from being broken. So there's a little lesson on civics there at my, at, on my Facebook page, on my Instagram page about self-governance. So if you want to be... Uh, informed on this issue of self-governance, uh, please, please, please go and, as we do every day, try to educate on the Instagram and social media. We use the social media to educate, not to argue. JC has some really cool stuff going on uh, on his Instagram page. JC, actually, this is something that I wanted to show people because this is awesome, but how many of you saw Biden's little speech 
which, JC, I didn't know quite how to take that, actually. Oh, really? This whole, you need to, um, you need to have F-15s and nukes uh, to fight, to stand up for your liberty, right? I, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Stand up for your liberty? Well, he said, you'll never beat the government with your little guns. You need oh, F-15s, nukes, and the government would destroy you. Who else would he be talking to, right? Who else is he going to be talking to but the people who disagree with him, who are challenging him, mm-hmm. right? Because this is not about January 6th. Because that... January 6th was not... Uh, the message of January 6th was really not about overthrowing the government. Although that's what the federal government and the court arguments and the judges and everybody are trying to make it about. It was not about overthrowing the government. For 99% of the people who were there that time... It was about showing support for a president and pushing back against an election they thought that was being fraudulently operated. Now, we've talked about on the show, JC, that assembling in Washington, D.C. was not the right place to assemble if there's going to be argument about election fraud because elections happened at the state level, not at the federal level. So you should have been... You should have been assembling at your state, not at Washington, D.C. But this is not about Washington. This is not this was never about overthrowing the government. So this is what I liked. J.C. made a little video on his Instagram and I wanted to share it with you so you guys could see it because I thought it was really funny. It is not water in the blood of patriots. You need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? He is not water in the blood of patriots. You need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. Are you threatening me? 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 So I thought that was hilarious. I, I was so I was so happy that you did that because that's exactly I saw that. And before I saw your little montage thing of Beavis and Butthead, um, that was the first thing I thought was just Beavis. Just Beavis, sorry, just Beavis. Um, it's actually not Beavis, though. That was Cornholio. Right. The alter ID uh, of Cornholio, mm-hmm. right? That's exactly what I thought when I heard that video is, are you threatening us? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, he threatens Americans with nukes and F-15s. Yes. The president of the United States is threatening Americans who disagree with the Democrat Party. With nuclear weapons and F-15s. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he never saw (laughs) Red Dawn. You know? (laughs) Shut up, Beavis. (laughs) Speaking of... He is Beavis. Or he's the butthead. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Both of them are more articulate than Biden. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I just... I don't get the... I mean, I don't get the threatening with nukes and F-15s because I don't really understand white rage. You're right, Doug. The great horn, cornholio. Not just the cornholio, but yeah. the great cornholio. 
Speaking of I, I'm standing still trying up. to understand white rage, so I, I don't know where he's coming from. <laughs> you and the U.S. military, apparently, yeah. trying to understand white rage. Uh, we, have, we actually have that clip of the general. Let's, let's go ahead and we'll play that clip so people can see it and we can talk about that. And we'll get to the story I was going to do next in just a minute. So here we are. Um, this is actually footage from, from a congressional hearing. And here's, here, here it goes. thing that they raised to me was a seminar that over 100 cadets attended titled Understanding Whiteness and White Rage, taught by a woman who described the Republican Party platform as a platform of white supremacy. This is going on at West Point as we speak to our future military leaders. And, sir, I would encourage you, I would demand that you get to the bottom of what is going on. But I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. <laughs> and I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America? What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open... JC, um... I don't think anybody was trying to overturn the Constitution of the United States that day on January 6th. Yes, guy's an idiot. And what's crazy is Congress does things that electively overturns the Constitution of the United States every day. So why isn't he upset about that? I mean, this is the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yep. But mind here, well, and I do want to... I think uh, he wants to know about white rage, too, just like you. You want to No, get him off of there. OK. All right. So I, one thing I thought it, the most important thing. As I listen, the most important thing he said uh, in that video was. The people in the military come from the military, come from the American people. This is conversation that or statement point i made point i was making uh well before january 6th with all the uh military nonsense the hope in the military the military is going to do this the military was going to do that so the colonel here in our church that we know that works in a very highly placed position we both looked at each other you know, people saying the stuff they were saying about what, what the military was going to do and blah, blah, blah. And the hope was in the military. And we both looked at each other like, uh, you got a whole lot more confidence in the military than we do. So you have no idea what's been happening to the military since Bill Clinton. Yeah. So this, I mean, I'm talking, go back to blue Bill Clinton. The transformation of our military began with Bill Clinton. So we're talking what? Uh, yeah. I don't know if it began with Bill Clinton, well, but, but that certainly was, had an impact. That I think was it started. I think it actually started long, longer before that. But point is, it is what it is, mm -hmm. and so and even you know, our great people in in the chat room are saying, you know, well, this guy needs to lose his stars, remove blah blah blah, which <clears throat> is probably right. But he's not an anomaly. 
Right. This is the problem that people right. I, that I, I could not relate to all the alleged Q predictions and, and all the crap they were saying mm-hmm. about here's what the military do and blah, blah, blah. You're crazy. Yeah. You don't then you don't know the military. I mean, I'm not saying the whole military is like this, but if you if 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 somebody thinks this guy, this he's a general. He's a general. What is his name? Millie. So look up let's look up General Millie. How long has this guy been in the military, right? I want to play. So he didn't he's not a guy that now he he may have been placed by Obama or whatever, but they didn't uh, get a guy no, off. I think they. No, I have no idea. Else. I'm just saying yeah. it, it, it's not a guy that, uh, you know, you, you they pulled off the street mm-hmm. during the BLM riots a couple summers ago, mm-hmm. and oh wow, look at this guy's you know pro pro look, racism blah blah blah. No, see, uh, my point is not an anomaly. He's not an anomaly. He's been in the military since 1980. Military is, leadership is absolutely infested from top to bottom with people that think just like this. If you think military leadership is on the side of American liberty and the constitutional rule of law, you are a fool, my friend. That's a fact. It is what it is. So this is not just any general. He is actually the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah. Is uh, The Joint Chiefs of Staff is the body of most senior uniform leaders within the United States Department of Defense right. that advises the President of the United States, the Secretary of Defense, the Homeland Security Council, and the National Security Council on Military Matters. He is the representation of the leadership. That is correct. He is the representation. Now, I want to play this because there was a couple now, things. Now, again, there, there are many officers, leaders throughout the military that do not do not share these views. But yeah, yeah, this guy, he is not an anomaly. If you have not come to grips with that, right. you don't know what's going on. And, and you and you let you listen to people who claim to be on the inside and claim right. to have all this information, and this is what the military is about, and the, the military is behind the Constitution. The military is going to do this, going to do that. Bull crap! You have no idea. The military was lost a long time ago, mm-hmm. and you're looking at two veterans. I worked in military intelligence. I know what I'm talking about. Still got lots of friends in the military, lots of connections in the military. Military leadership is absolutely corrupt, and they are this bunch of woke jackasses. They are anti, uh, anti-American, anti right? Because this guy doesn't even know what – what does he know? He, he doesn't even know what is American. When you say anti-American, he would know I'm, I'm military, sir, blah, blah, blah. blah. He's anti-constitution. He's anti-people. He's anti-liberty. And absolutely clueless to this nonsense that he blabbers. Well, I I believe in studying. We ought to research. CRT is not about researching why something is racist or whatever. All right, Jason, let's play the rest of this video So he doesn't even know what he's talking about. So we can hear a little bit more 
can I teach it. the people it's about important that we understand what's going that on. Because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders, now and in the future, do understand it. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read, I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong? with understanding, understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend. And I personally find it offensive. So number one, before I move on, because I'm going to let him play, but I just want you to know his, his situational awareness of the country we live in. Just make your mindset on that phrase. We need to have some situational awareness about the country we live in today. And I want you to look at his face. Because this guy is not mouthing some kind of rhetoric that nope. somebody told him to say to nope. get through the day. No, this is coming from his heart. This he is believes from his this. soul. He, he believes, believes this. this. He's angry. He's, yes, he is that, angry. That anybody is challenging it. Right. And, and either he's a liar. So either he's a liar, which I, I don't think he is, uh, or he totally... The, the other two options, he totally buys into mm-hmm. what CRT and this, what right. these classes teach, or he has no idea what they're actually teaching. Because what he says does not reflect the reality. Like he, I, I read, I read Lenin, I read Mao Zedong, so did I. Doesn't make me a communist. That's, that's, that's an absolute reasonable statement, factual statement. Reading Lenin doesn't make you a communist, Okay. Reading a book about race doesn't make you a racism. Investigating the history of race in America doesn't make you a racist or that a racist pursuit. That's not what CRT training is about. I have the answer to your question about whether he's ignorant or whatever, because the answer comes from his own mouth. Listen to this. That we are accusing. The United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, antebellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African-Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and emancipation. African-Americans who were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. See, this is my answer, guys. He is the product of disinformation campaign by the American government. First off, he doesn't even get it. It's it's three-fifths, not three-quarters. And it's not about identifying the value of a human being. (laughs) Yeah, full-on retard. Watch this. Listen to this. We're going to finish him out. Proclamation to change it. And we brought it up. It took the Emancipation Proclamation to change it. See, this guy has actually took in hook, line, and sinker all of this garbage, JC. He's a brainwashed Democrat moron. In the military, which used to be an oddity, right? You used to be able to go to a military base. And, and know that you were going to have a conservative yeah, population. You're surrounded by you're, conser- people with conservative yeah. worldview. Because that is not generally the case speaking, conservative worldview was associated to people who loved their country, Correct. who loved the Constitution, who loved freedom, wanted to maintain that for their families and for the future. Now these guys are radical 
ignoramus leftists yes who are who hate america this is let me this is not the picture of a man who loves america nope this is not the face of a man who loves america yet this man is on the joint chiefs of staff the leadership of the leadership of all our branches of the u.s military is a man who hates america hates it hates it so much that he believes the lies that are being told about it yeah this seriously I don't even Yeah, he's not faking this. this no. He's not faking this. He's not he's not just simply saying what he thinks somebody wants to hear or saying what he's told to say. You can look at his face. You can look at his body language. You can hear his voice. He believes every word he's saying. And when he he just and, and you hear the guy I I agree with just exactly what you said. He's a product of this this mental warping that takes place because he says I want to understand white rage and I'm a white guy and then he connects this made up notion of white rage with what happened on January 6th so that's that's again the whole narrative that January 6th has something to do with race right white rage right like i want to know why they did this why why people did that on the sixth you know well the first answer is it has nothing to do with their race exactly it has nothing to do with racism it has nothing to do with white supremacy or this fake white rage thing you're talking about you know that's a really good point jc this sort of this slide of narrative that it's not an you know i mean seriously you could reach and say that January 6th was an anti-Biden message, but that's about as far as you can go because it wasn't a black-white thing. It wasn't a man-woman thing. It was not a racial thing. There was nothing racist about it, but now we have them pulling this in. They don't know anything. They don't know anything The left cannot view their world any other way. They cannot communicate any other way. It has to fit in some sort of identity politics uh, framework. Right. It, it's got to be black or white or male or female or gay or straight or whatever. It, it has to be that with It you. has to be division. It doesn't matter what name you put on the division. It has to be division because these people, it's funny. He's like, I've read Mao. I've read Lenin. Okay, but you have to understand that you are espousing those principles. You have read them. You claim you're yeah. that because I read them, that doesn't make me a communist. Correct. Okay, that's true. But your ideology advocating, makes you a communist. Advocating those principles makes you a, makes communist. You a communist. So, so, if so you're, you're actually a communist, right. but you can't deny, you can't say, I can't say you're a communist because you read Mao and Lenin, but I can say you are a communist because of what you believe. He he is espousing yeah. Mao's division, the, the 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 Maoist communist art of dividing and conquering. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. Well, as I understand it, and he said something about the officers teaching this, and he's offended. They're calling woke, whatever. As I understand it, um, they're not teaching it. They're actually bringing people in. So he has, you know, this uh, this person teaching it. The lady who said the Republican Party platform 
mm-hmm. is racist. It's white supremacy. Right. Republican Party platform. We believe in American exceptionalism. White supremacy. Uh, we believe the United States of America is unlike any other nation on earth. White supremacy. We believe America is exceptional because of our historic role, first as a refuge, then as a defender, and now as an exemplar of liberty for the world. So the, pro, mm-hmm. the pro-liberty statement is white supremacy. Uh, we affirm, this is GOP party platform, as did the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. that all are created equal, endowed by their creator with inalienable rights of life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. So he's anti-Declaration of Independence. Right. So he agrees with this this teacher that's teaching this and this ought to be taught. You know what we need? Constitution. We need- oh, part of the part of the GOP platform. We believe in the Constitution as our founding document. Yeah. Well, we know that's what these people reject. They don't believe in the Constitution. So here's this guy who took an oath to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. He's saying, hey, I agree with this stuff that, that needs to be taught. We need to be taught this stuff. We need to advocate this stuff. OK, so you're advocating that you oppose the Constitution because the Constitution is white supremacist, which he alluded to because he he said that uh you know, where to take what he was saying that it's he's blaming the Constitution, right? The flaw in our Constitution that made people three fourths of a human being. Yeah. I'm, I'm incorrectly moron. identifying the three fifths clause. Here's what I want to know. And I, you know, this is my shout out to Matt Gates. This is my shout out to Anthony Sabatini, who's going to be going up there next time. Um, we need to get a, a few of the key people in the house, on, and, and we need to do a, a tag team training, okay? Bring me in to teach them on these widely abused sections of the Constitution. And when I'm done teaching them the facts, get Charlie Kirk to sit down and teach them how to rebuke them, right? Because nobody does it better than I don't. I've seen lots of people. I know what. What's the other attorney? The Ben or Ben Shapiro? Ben Shapiro. No, I'm sorry. Charlie Kirk Talks too fast. is the best at this. Okay. I, I don't know if Charlie Kirk studied under Ravi Zacharias because there's nobody better than than Ravi was. Nobody better than Ravi was. But Charlie Kirk, let me teach them the truth about these abused sections of the Constitution, the three-fifths clause, the property clause, you know, a necessary and proper general welfare, commerce. Let me come in and teach them about these clauses because... Uh, I can do that, and I can do that quickly, and I can do that so basically that it rolls off their tongue. I will make them experts in just a few Clearly minutes. Clearly the general needs that lesson. And, yeah, obviously, okay? And then we need Charlie Kirk to come in and take the puzzle pieces that I have handed to these representatives and teach them how to turn them into Chinese stars, you know, and just just shut down these people because – this is obviously a congressional hearing. The representatives would have an opportunity to ask him more questions. So Charlie Kirk trained representative could say, excuse me, uh, General, you referred to the Constitution as establishing um, uh, black people as three-fifths of a person. Can you please read to me the clause in the Constitution that mentions black people? I mean, seriously, this is the kind of way we need to handle this stuff, and we need to do it publicly. Can, it needs to happen in these forums pl- publicly. Can you have them point out 
point out the phrase three-fifths of a person? Yes. Yes. Could you point that phrase yes. out in the Constitution? I want them to, I would say, General, can you tell me anywhere in the Constitution where black people are mentioned? Show me the term black in the Constitution, right? And General, please direct me to the phrase three-fifths of a person in the Constitution. Yeah, please. Or three-quarters three of, of a human being, yes. in your words. Right, right. That's right, three-quarters of a human being. Math is a little different where he's from, apparently. I guess so. No, well, that would just be reading. Reading, right? Can, so, I, can I ask a question that's... Um, to me? Yeah. A question that's just slightly... I think we're still having that problem, the mono versus stereo problem. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, that just happened. So maybe that's what some people are experiencing. Um but just one question to the audience, and you can put him. You can put the idiot. Put him back up. Back there? up there. Okay. So you see this guy walking by you in the uniform. Do you say thank you for your thank service? Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Do you do that? You see him walking towards you, and you say thank you for your service. Here's another question, JC. Just, just curious. You you see him running for office. Do you assume that he's a great patriot and will be a great politician because he served in the military? So my follow-up question is, what if it's not him but a guy in the same kind of uniform that you also don't know? Do you say thank you for your service? Just curious. Just curious. I, I, I just wonder where people are on that. Because it, it, to me, it's a strange thing. And I get, I get it all the time because, you know, I'm a veteran. And you run into people. And they all say thank you for your service. Well, here's the thing. You don't know me. Right. Are you saying thank you that you were in the service or thank you for your service, right? Because you don't know what service I provided. You don't know me. Well, I have Or any this, other veteran that you run into that you don't know. I have What this, I'm trying to get across to you, there are many people just like this. Many veterans. I served with many idiots just like this. And I I I I stopped doing that yeah. many, many years ago. We're supposed to be conservatives. We're supposed to be about liberty. We're supposed to be constitutionalists. And one of our core principles is to, is to uh, judge people as individuals. Right. Yet, in the same sphere, in conservative circles, we judge people by what they wear. If you have a uniform on, then we automatically, you know, do that nationalist thing we do so if you can get offended if you want to i don't do that i will not do that because you are not automatically a great person a great patriot a great american whatever just because of the cloth on your body or the job that Period. you or the job just that my you opinion. performed yeah just my where opinion you worked just my opinion. i've been saying this for years about political candidates and the Republican Party is is mostly guilty of this but it is bleeding over to the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party wants to steal people from the Republican Party by endorsing uh, veterans to run for office 
and I've said this, and I've even said this about particular people in office. I served with people in the U.S. Army that I wouldn't allow babysit yeah, my dog. Exactly. I'm not going to vote for them just because they served. It just aggravates me, the assumption, like the assumptions. Because people, this is the thing, people mm-hmm. like this, people like John Kerry, people like the jackass from California, they get away with stuff. Just because they were in the military and, and everybody gives you them know, a pass on it. If that. we're going to be fair, there are plenty of Republicans out there who passed unconstitutional laws, who, who endorsed and even co-signed incredibly unconstitutional laws, yeah. Republicans. Right. And when I was challenging them, was I was rebuked for, for challenging someone who served in the military. And I heard this, JC, I've heard this. Chris Hand, he served our country with honor. Why are you challenging? And what have so, you done? And so did you. Right, exactly. So here's a so speaking how do you of rank so that did out? you. Yeah. How do you rank that out? Yeah. So I'm gonna go to the next story so before we lesser waste the so, whole show but, on but this I, dude. But I guarantee you, uh hey, I will piss you- off at least at least one person in the chat room by what I said. Oh, that's an attack on veterans. I am a veteran, dummy. It's not an attack on veterans. It's an encouragement to judge people based on their individual merits. You are not automatically a good person just because you wore a uniform or you're part of something. Lots of people I served with in the military were scumbags. Period. All right, so this is a story I've been promising for like two days because I thought this was very interesting, and I knew it was in J.C.'s wheelhouse he would kind of like this. Uh, And he knows what, from a sports perspective, what these two members of the Utah Jazz mean to me. Right. Right? So I think these two are the greatest pair, the greatest of all time pair. As a pair. As a pair. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm not saying about Jordan. I mean, as a pair, these two worked like like two celestial bodies they're, in they're perfect definitely, harmony. Yeah. Just, so that's just Malone my, and Stockton definitely at the top. Yeah, that's of the list. That's just There's simply no my little not even an argument. But John Stockton, OK, talks about the dangers of vaccinations mm-hmm. and. He makes he's he's actually interviewed in a documentary um, called "Covid and the Vaccine: Truth, Lies, and Misconceptions Revealed." Now I like him even more. Yeah, and so he brags about his and this is well obviously this is Huffington Post so there you have but brags about his expertise in the coronavirus pandemic. Um. He says, this isn't a virus cheating us of this opportunity. It's the guys making the decisions nowhere too scared. We're going to shut everything down, sit in your house, be careful. My kids and my grandkids hearing these things and accepting them as truth when I know by my significant amount of research that it isn't. It's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Right? So my question is this, because obviously HuffPo is like, you're a basketball player, okay? But um, oh, yeah. not only was he a basketball player, but he, like, graduated the top of his class. And by the way, let me ask you this question, JC. Bill Gates 
has been on HuffPost talking about the safety of the vaccinations and how we need the vaccinations and what exactly expertise does Bill Gates have over John Stockton on this issue? Bill Gates doesn't even have a college degree. Right. But John Stockton does. John Stockton <laughs> actually has a college degree in the same area that Bill Gates would have had had he actually had whatever he wanted to take to finish college. Right? So how is it that these nut poops Assuming that means anything. Assuming that means anything, because obviously it does, because here we have HuffPosts yeah. and the nut poops mm-hmm. running around going, um, hey, uh, he's so-called expertise because he did research. Now, remember the same people attacked um, the, what's her name, the female talk show host when she said shut up and dribble about the basketball players when they were they were espousing all their woke nonsense. Yes, exactly. And, and so now exactly. so that was bad that she was telling them, you know, we don't you you don't have a qualified opinion. Uh, but now they're saying that about John Stockton. Right. And that's okay. So the same thing she said that she should have been fired for according to them, now that's what they're doing. Yeah. And it's because of the cult of the expert, right? right. But it comes down to the well, whole control. You you have right. you have to agree with the the acceptable narrative. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so now Stockton, and so you've got all these tweets going on now. You've got the cancel culture attacking him. Um, you know, how, how do you talk about John Stockton as being not a champion? You are a freaking moron well, if I, you talk I, about John I'm, Stockton about not being a champion. Well, I think they're talking about whether they want a ring or not. Whether it doesn't matter. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, Stockton, you know, I, I don't know. Now is he Dr. Stockton? So here's, here's the thing. This cult of the expert only works one way with these people. Right. That's the point I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. Only one way. Yeah. The yeah, other. If you're not. A, if you're not an approved expert. Yeah. Your opinion doesn't count unless it's a leftist opinion. Right. Right. Exactly. And then you no expertise. Mm-hmm. You just need to agree with the right people to automatically become an expertise. An expert. I mean, what? Tell me the expertise of all these Nick and poops in in Hollywood that are running around telling people about doing shoving drugs in their arms and stuff like that what is their expertise why isn't anybody challenging their expertise (laughs) but there you have a situation now where you've got the media attacking stockton because he's an intelligent man you know he's not somebody that dropped out of high school to play basketball can i get an amen there lebron james oh you're racist so criticize LeBron, you're a racist. Then I no, I look. I I met people that knew LeBron, LeBron James in high school, and LeBron James has never garnered my respect as a basketball player or a person. So here I wanted to show you the next article that I wanted to show you. UNC Journalism School tried to give Nicole Hannah Jones tenure, and the top donor objected now if you don't know who nicole hannah jones is 
It's because you haven't been listening to the show very long. Okay, so Nicole Hannah-Jones is the journalist who was the head of the uh, 1619 Project Mm -hmm. for, uh, was it the New York Times? Yeah, Yeah, which she says is not history. Which is not history. But she's an expert. Mm -hmm. She's an expert on history that she claims is not even history. history. She said it was narrative. Not, it was narrative, right? Okay, so... Here we have the top donor refusing to allow, you know, objecting to Nicole Hannah-Jones' tenure, which, by the way, tenure, I don't know if you know what that means. That means you have a job for life, right? To teach at the UNC School of Journalism. Now, they're calling him a racist because he's a white guy and her skin is slightly darker than his. And so I wanted to point out to you what actually She's darker than Sean King. Actually, yeah, no doubt. But I wanted so to you. read to you what he said, actually. OK, let's go ahead and make this bigger for the people on the screen to actually read this. If you have a phone and you can read this. OK, here's what he says. For Hussman, who's the donor. Reporters must avoid any form of bias, a practice given a, a practice given a shorthand name of impartiality and neutrality. OK, that's that's the way NPR is reporting this. Avoiding bias is given a shorthand of impartiality and neutrality like that's some kind of bad thing. Right. Don't you get like a negative connotation when you read that sentence? For Hussman, reporters must avoid any form of bias, a practice given a shorthand name of impartiality or neutrality, as if impartiality or neutrality can't be in the discussion. You know what I'm saying? Am I right? This feels like they're throwing it like a, like a mud pie or something. For journalists to earn credibility, they must eschew any form of personal belief or partisanship, he argues. And I quote, this is the donor's objection in his quote, quote, I worry that we're moving away from those time tested principles of journalism that we had in the 20th century that were so effective and in 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 engine engendering, sorry, so effective at engendering tremendous trust in the media. So he doesn't want this woman to be the uh, part of the 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 New York Times, uh, uh, the New, uh, North uh, UNC School of Journalism because she's not a journalist. Mm-hmm. She's an op-ed writer. Right. She's a historical fiction writer. Mm-hmm. She's a prose writer. She's go put her, Go put her in the English department so she can teach people how to write creative prose. Don't call her a journalist at UNC. That's what he says. She is a racialist. A racialist. Now watch. Which she readily admits. She tells, she doesn't dispute this argument, mind you. She disputes his argument as an... No, she doesn't try to claim to be objective or neutral. Oh, neutral. But in fact, rejects the idea of neutrality and partiality. So basically, the same thing he said, what he said was a problem. She says, yeah, that's that's who we are. She says, that's who we are. That's the idea. She says, she she refuses the promise of objectivity of subterfuge. Here's what she says, quote... Most mainstream newspapers reflect power. 
They don't actually reflect the experiences of large segments of these populations. And that's why many of these populations don't trust them. So when I hear that, I think he's speaking to a different audience. Yeah. So basically, I, I'm not people. I'm going to teach you and UNC students how to not be objective, how to be biased because that's what media is today. Does does anyone here need this translated? What she said because Go ahead. Th- this is the racialist speak of these CRT uh, priest and priestesses. So she says most mainstream newspapers reflect power. Okay, mm-hmm. so that that means most mainstream newspapers are for white people mm-hmm. and speaking to white people. Right. They don't reflect the experiences of black people. That's why these populations don't trust them. So when I hear that, I think he's speaking to white people. Mm-hmm. That's what she's so, saying. White people. Let me further translate that. White people want objectivity and unbiased news. And black people want to be lied to. Because if he's speaking to the white audience demanding an unbiased, objective journalist. She, she's suggesting that his... So this is how they deal with... with I mean, if you translate the, it where she speaks, it doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, let me explain what's going on here. Because you, ha- you have to understand how these, these g- folks operate, how these uh, CRT high priest and priestesses operate, okay? So one of the techniques that they use is they, they flip your language. So they'll redefine what you're saying. So that they assert that whatever, you, whatever you're saying doesn't mean what you actually say it means. So she, she calls his assertions and his calls for objectivity as subterfuge. So what what she is saying is these are dog whistles. These are code words. When he says newspapers must be objective, what he's really saying is newspapers need to continue to be controlled by white people and produced for white people. That that's what that's how that's what she's asserting that he's saying. Okay, so if you if you don't understand how these people speak and how they manipulate language and. You're you're not going to understand their mentality. I mean, you probably never fully comprehend their mentality, but this is this is how they function. You don't understand what they're doing if you don't get this. So everything they are, um, they are Hegelian. Remember, the CRT and all this stuff is neo-Marxism. Okay, so this is a Hegelian. They have a Hegelian worldview. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, most people that listen to this show probably already know what that means. But if you don't, uh, so the Hegel, the view of Hegel, essentially divides the world into slaves and masters, and the slave must rise up and kill the master. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the Hegelian worldview. So they see everything from that framework. Everything is about race, is about black versus white, is about the oppressor versus the oppressed. White, no matter what you've done. It's not about your individual behaviors or actions. You are automatically an oppressor and a racist 
and you are actively oppressing people simply by your existence as a white person. Okay? All right, so, so that's that's everything has to be everything she says has to be filtered through that lens of understanding. So we're reprogramming the military, right? We're reprogramming the military now. And I want to show you the first person from January 6th was sentenced yesterday. And I want to show you what happened during this process and in the courtroom. Because I'm going to tell you, we have now entered into the stage of reprogramming. We have entered, and this is not just programming from a government school level and indoctrinating and programming. We are now in the stage of reprogramming, right? So you either, I know you were, you believed this, maybe you didn't adopt the programming that we had in the, ed, in the education system. Now we're going to demand a reprogramming and a re-education, of you if you don't agree with us. So let me show you how this works. So her name, uh, this is Roy. Uh, first off, let me just name the judge because you know how we are. You need to know who these judges are. U.S. District Judge Royce C. Lambert. Okay. Uh, they Now, the they will defend him because... Royce C. Lambert was appointed by Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the Democrats are like, why are you angry at him? He's just doing, you know, he was appointed by Reagan. Don't you love Reagan? He's the one, you know, Reagan didn't give you a bad guy. Right? Right. Right. But Reagan, by the way, also gave you Eric Holder. Just saying. Okay. So I want to show you this article um, because there are several very troubling things that happened in this courtroom, okay? And so this judge, mind you, that is supposed to be a part of what they call the independent judiciary, which is supposed to mean that they are outside the political narrative. He says, I'm especially troubled by the, this is in the courtroom, I'm especially troubled by the accounts of some members of Congress that January 6th was just a day of tourists walking through the Capitol. I don't think there's any Republicans that have ever said anything like that. This, this, uh, I, I just, this, this is the unaccountability, the lack of accountability in the judicial system that has always disturbed me, that they pretty much do and say whatever they want to say. Yes. There, there is no... In my mind, no way in the system we're supposed to have that he should be able to speak anything. I mean, what what a congressman said wherever, no congressman gave testimony in the in the in the prosecution right. of this young lady. Nobody. Okay. So there that was not even not a even trial. Enter into he's making commentary about things that are not connected, that are absolutely outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, it the, only gets the, worse. The activity of this trial. It only gets Thereby worse. Thereby demonstrating his bias, his lack of objectivity, which you absolutely have to be as a judge. So he, he just with that statement, in my opinion, has demonstrated his unfitness to be on the bench presiding over this case. 
So Anna Morgan Lloyd is the woman from Indiana who pled guilty to a misdemeanor count of demonstrating inside the Capitol. Now, she doesn't disagree with this judge, nor does her defense attorney, who, by the way, was appointed to her by the federal government. Okay, I know plenty of defense attorneys that are that are real fighters for people's liberties. Um, As a matter of fact, Gordon Summers, one of our great friends, is was is probably one of the best defense public defenders I have ever met in my life, was instrumental in helping me understand, you know, the constitutionality of defense. Really, I can't I can't say that more about him as a public defender. But in general, on the federal level, I would never agree to a public defender. Never, never, never. Every experience I have ever seen with public defenders at the federal level, they have been agents of the federal government, defending the federal government and roping people into agreeing to things that simply are not so. So here's what the defendant says, Anna Morgan Lloyd, in her sentencing hearing. So there is no trial. She just pled guilty. I went there to support President Trump peacefully. peacefully. I'm ashamed that it became a savage display of violence that day. It was never my intent to be part of something that's so disgraceful to our American people and so disgraceful to our country. I just want to apologize. Now, I don't think there's anybody who would condone any part of the violence that took place there, okay? But what we need to recognize is that she was not part of the violence. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I want you to see. And then I'm going to show you th- something even more shocking. I, to, to, to be honest with you, JC, I don't know which is more shocking to my sensibility the, of the two things that I'm going to show you. But it's they're just, political hacks. The, the yeah. fact that they're taking this trial and, and you're bringing in congressmen, you're putting congressmen mm-hmm. on trial yeah. in the midst of somebody else's case. It's Listen to what she says. Okay, this is her, this is her in her guilty plea. I've lived a sheltered life and truly haven't experienced life the way many have. At first it didn't dawn on me, but then, but I later realized that if every person like me who wasn't violent was removed from that crowd, the ones who were violent may have lost the nerve to do what they do. That is an argument (laughs) against the right to peaceably assemble. That is what we yes, call Anna, you've lived the heckler's life. veto, mm-hmm. right? When you allow people who commit violent acts in your presence to shut down your speech, you have just now enslaved yourself to an ideology that is contrary to the Constitution of the United States, contrary to the gov- uh, to our Concepts are principles of liberty contrary to everything in the First Amendment. As a matter of fact, our Supreme Court has issued opinion after opinion after opinion that said violent actors are not ever to be allowed to shut down peaceful protest. But here's the thing, JC, this is exactly what this post was that I made the other day that ticked people off that, you know, the, the, the conservative woke crowd up was that, um, 
Here we have this one. I'll, I'll put this back up there so people can see it. You have the perfect example in this Anna chick of what I tried to explain in this Instagram post. There is no greater slavery than the one self-induced through fear and addiction to comfort driven by manipulation and deception administered with a spoonful of hush money to sweeten the deal. Anna has created in herself a self-imposed slavery in order to gain the favor of the court and her hush money, by the way, is the court giving her permission to be free. Sentenced to 36 months of probation, where now she has to pay the government every month for her freedom because she did what? She did what? Now look at what the, what the judge says. Here, this is, this, is, this is open court, people. This is open court. The judge also took time to dismiss conspiracy theories about FBI informants. Not been paying attention to the FBI lately, has he? To their own admissions, maybe? And address claims that capital defendants are being treated more harshly than Black Lives Matter protesters. Catch this. He said he couldn't speak to what happens in state courts, but that Attorney General Merrick Garland has, quote, promised the law will be applied equally, whatever the complexion of the demonstrator is. This is absolutely nuts, guys. This is absolutely nuts. This well, is he... not something that a judge should be talking about in public. Well, he he also makes a statement that whether you commit, he believes that just demonstrating. Yes. You should be prepared to go to jail yes. for demonstrating mm -hmm. when you're not violent. Yeah. So he, he makes a comment about, uh, yep. he said, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, when he protested violence, even though he didn't become violent, he was prepared, prepared to, to go, go to, to jail. jail. So basically, he agrees with Anna Lloyd, Anna Morgan Lloyd, which is funny that mm -hmm. her lawyer said she respects other people's rights. Uh, obviously not if she believes that the peaceful protesters mm -hmm. should go to jail in order to stop violent right. pro or should be, you know, hauled off, taken right. off, made to go away, made to stop uh, so that violent protesters, um, you know, don't or, excuse me. I messed up and said violent protesters. That's an mm -hmm. oxymoron so that people don't become violent. So here's the judge in so they open both share court the same point of view. crediting the defendant for her early co cooperation and admission of guilt, expressing the judge, expressing his frustration with other defendants. This judge has already come to a verdict about the other defendants. He is frustrated with the defendants who are not going to waive their right to a trial by jury, waive their right to due process. This federal judge is frustrated that the other defendants want to exercise their right to due process and don't just simply give in to whatever they, that he wants them to do. He is frustrated by their exercise of due process. And I'm almost finished, but I want you to I want you to know this. 
Here is what he says. Okay? This language is so repulsive to me. He's from the FISA court, by the way. Some of my defendants, he owns these people. He owns these people. Some of my defendants in some of these ca- other cases think there's no consequences to this and there are there is a consequence. I don't want to create the impression that probation isn't the automatic outcome here because it's not going to be. He was the presiding judge on the Star Chamber FISA court, which we know has no respect for constitutional uh, for, for our republic and, and our its liberty or and our, our constitution. Okay. So, so no, it gets worse. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. This if you're guy. thinking in the chat room, how could this get worse? It gets worse. So let's just review. We have a judge who makes political commentary as a part of his sentencing. We have a judge who claims ownership of human beings We have a judge who has predetermined guilt, so these people will now have to prove their innocence. We have a federal judge who is frustrated over people who want to exercise their right to due process and their right to a trial by jury. We have a judge who has just threatened these people that if they do not plead guilty, that he is going to give them great, show them their consequences, right? Now, here's where I'm going to end this because it gets worse. So I'm going to go ahead. Let me, let me pull this up really quick so you can see how this works. Uh, let's see. We'll go to the next one. All right. This is her defense attorney. Okay. Her def- Oh, wait. No, is it the, no, the assistant U.S. attorney. Okay. So the U.S. attorney did not argue for her to get jail because she pled. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's the U.S. attorney. Be very clear. This is the prosecutor. To be clear, what the defendant initially described as, quote, the most exciting day of her life was, in fact, a tragic day for our nation. A day of riotous violence, collective destruction, and criminal conduct by a frenzied and lawless mob. However, Anne Morgan Lloyd's seeming prior bravado appears to have been tempered by a realization of the consequences of her actions. Now, wait. Wait until you see how she came to this realization. She says her defense attorney went to great lengths to show her, to show the court that she deserved leniency. She gave her client a book reading list and a movie watching list to re-educate her on discrimination. Now, watch this. Watch this. She had this woman who was a Trump supporter, who went there to uh, support Donald Trump, who went there to support a proper election process by her defense attorney was sent through a reeducation program. Here, let me show you. Well, this and this is what, by the way, that then that sheds light on her comment just down below that Mm -hmm. in that article when she said, because that comes right after Mm -hmm. that, it says, 
I realized I've lived a sheltered Here life. It is. I haven't lived the way other people have. Watch this. Watch this. This is actually her statement. I have it up for you. This is the statement that her attorney wrote for her or she wrote for her attorney as a uh, a proof to the judge that she was no longer a threat to anyone, mm-hmm. right? That's how she got probation. She had to prove that she was no longer a threat to anyone. Here, let me show you. Let me, I'm going to read this to you so you can you can hear it or see it. I was trying to get this bigger. This is better. And this okay. was what this the part of this programming and 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 brainwashing. <clears throat> The deprogramming, mm-hmm. right? This like this is re-education. Re-education came from the attorney that was supposed to be, be defending, defending her. her, defending her. Told her, "You go through this re-education program, you change your story. I will get you a lean, more lenient mm-hmm. sentence." And that comes from the judge. Go by through the, way. the CRT this programming. The judge is advocating this, right? Quote, and this is from her statement to the judge. I have lived a sheltered life and truly haven't experienced life the way many have. I don't live a pampered life. My husband and I have worked hard for everything that we have. My lawyer has given me names of books and movies to help me see what life is like for others in our country. I chose the movie when I chose the movie whenever possible because it sinks in better. I read the book Just Mercy, bury I and the and bury my heart at wounded knee. I have viewed movies including Mudbound, Schindler's List, Slavery by Another Name, and Burning Tulsa on the History Channel. I've learned that even though we live in a wonderful country, things still need to improve. People of all colors should be feel as safe as I do to walk down the street. So there you go. If for all the people being prosecuted, if you mouth uh, the CRT nonsense, then that's your that's your get out of jail. And no, Craig, my faith in the courts are not waning yet because I've never had faith in the courts. Um. Yeah. And mm. if you maybe you're new here, but you no, understand, Craig's not new, but. Oh, you missed that okay. part. Okay, you missed that part, Craig. <laughs> Never have I ever. I. That's why I've always told people. Yes, I'm an attorney, but I'm the mo- the least litigious attor- litigious attorney that exists. Because the courts are garbage. Because they're garbage. And here's the thing. Now let me put put it this way. We have to do this. We have to exhaust these measures. We have to file these lawsuits, JC. We have to do this. Why? Because it's the only way the American people as a whole will come to the realization that we've done everything that we can and the courts are gone. Now let me explain to you something, though. Something amazing is happening in the Supreme Court right now. So I don't know why it's happening, what's what's the impetus for it's happening, but we're watching this Supreme Court, even Breyer, you know, moving towards a more constitutional, I would say a more center perspective, right? So um, maybe things I don't know. But she goes on here and and criticizes in her statement her son-in-law uh, for being a Holocaust denier and equates her son-in-law's Holocaust denier to the Republicans that are denying that January 6th 
was a tragedy. So, she does this. So the brainwashing either either worked really well or she figured out what she needed to say and uh, put it out there. You know, it doesn't matter, JC. It really doesn't matter why she did what she did. What matters is this is what the government wants to see. This is what they demand. This is what they demand. I, I said... Re- Education. I this said, is the re-education program. I said this is the dividing line. It's just like uh, Vody Bauckham Jr. wrote his book, The Fault Line. Mm-hmm. And he used that. And he, now he was talking about the divide in the church. This, this is the fault line in America. This CRT battle and this CRT narrative, this is the dividing line. This, this is the tear in the fabric of of America. Yeah. And they this want it to wh- get wider. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, this is where the fight's at. Mm-hmm. This is it, man. This right? is it. And because this is the re-education sub- that's it's coming. It's about revenge, subjugation, uh, and instituting their neo-Marxist agenda under the pretense of fighting against racism and oppression. Right. Right. Absolutely. This is it. Uh, this is, yeah, Okay. Right, that's what I was looking for. What? Yep, America's culture revolution, Maoism. That's exactly right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Exactly so, right, Brody. This is what this is what we need to know. We need to study. Um, we need to study the. Uh, there's. Uh, hold on. The stages that le- lead to genocide. Yes, the stages that stages lead, lead to genocide. To genocide. You, if you, you want you to find it, it, I do. I have a whole so- show on it. If you want to know what it's about, there. Um, let me see if I can. Oh, well, anyway. Click visit. Where? The blue button. Oh. Yeah, so interesting uh, to see where we're at. And so I want to show you this. Now, they call this the stages of holo- of genocide, okay? The 10 stages of genocide. I want you to realize that if you, if you don't look at this with the right perspective, you might miss the message, right? Because this is not, even though the end goal of these people is the elimination of certain segments of the population, I mean, elimination of their physical existence (laughs) it is also about the elimination of opposing opinions so when you think of genocide not always as the the destruction of human life if you think of it as as the elimination of 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 opinion or teaching or truth or whatever you can know this you have the classification the differences between people are not respected there uh there's a division of us and them Then you move to stage two, which is symbolism, where you identify certain symbols as being evil and you uh, identify certain and you associate and classify people with symbolisms. Then the dominant group denies civil rights or even citizenship to the uh, unidentified to unidentified groups or the undesirable groups. Right. So you have the dominating group deciding who is undesirable and then denying them their rights. Then you have dehumanization, right? You take the undesirable groups and then you teach that they're less human beings, that they're wicked people. 
And so polarization, persecution, denial, excrimination, whatever, right? It's all right there. And so these are the kind of things that we need to study because this is their platform. Yeah, I would I would say it, so it's about um you know, total subjugation, yes. right? Is what is the goal. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, you said it, it it's not necessarily physical, but then the speech and whatever. It's about the total subjugation and to get to that point because not everybody's going to go along with it, then then you know, basically these people see that some people have to die. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you end up with the genocide. Right. And because you can't silence everyone. Right. And they don't. Not everyone will give in correct. and go through the re-education program voluntarily. And they don't have, they don't have a, a moral center that respects the human individual, mm-hmm. that, that respects human dignity. So then they're, they're okay uh, when, when the other is killed. I, mm-hmm. I, was, I was following today. Um, Othel Wallace, the guy that apparently shot an officer in the head in Volusia County, Florida, yesterday. And I was watching um, some of these prominent CRT agitators, their responses on Twitter and Instagram, Sean King and uh, people like that. And they celebrate this officer being shot in the head. Oh, he was aggressively uh patrolling and targeting a black man like the guy i mean so uh, aggressively so you could, patrolling means i'm justified to but, shoot but, you in the right. head and that's the thing so you could argue that well okay this officer the way he did that like that's a totally different argument so you're saying that if if a guy if because it's not like he he didn't have his gun out trying to kill shoot the shoot the othel uh he wasn't roughing him up or whatever. He's talked to him. So they're saying basically, oh, if a cop talks to you uh, when he's not supposed to be talking to you, then you can shoot him in the head. So that's that's my point. The dehuman that's the dehumanization I noticed today. So, um, you know, just this justification of brutal murder mm-hmm. of somebody who doesn't deserve to be killed. It's not self-defense. And they're OK with that. So there's mm-hmm. no moral. They have no moral center of the value of individual human life. Right. Uh, which, which is what happens in coll- a collectivist mindset when the individual fades and the dignity of human being is not center. Uh, then, th- then people who say, Oh, well this never happened and people would never do that. No, they would do that because mm-hmm. of these processes of dehumanization. Yeah. They don't value and it. And it's always a planned thing. This is not yeah. something that accidentally happens and unfolds like this. There is a plan to this. And, um, did I, I lose my a, sound? Can you guys hear me? There's a... Isender had said that... Uh, well, he's probably only listening in one ear. Ah. Right? Because we're having a stereo problem. So... Gotcha. If you're gotcha. not hearing JC, you need to have a... You need to have a stereo. Both Sorry about that, guys. So we're going to have to that. track that down. So anyway... Um, Eisner says, you'll never believe who the government believes is a domestic terrorist. Well, um, we have shows dating yeah, back. Yeah, made a list. <laughs> we have dating back 10 years where I've actually published the list back when Obama was president, yeah. back when 
Um, Janet Napolitano was head of the Home Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. Right. Military. So this veterans, is not new. Conservatives, Christians. We were teaching this when George H. W. Jews, Bush Mormons, was like they literally listed Jews, Mormons, evangelical Re- Christians, returning war veterans, returning war veterans, people who uh, are issue focused, like pro life, pro life people who use the term terrorists. liberty. And here was the big one. People who espouse the values of the founders of America. That's actually a quote. I memorized it because it was so offensive. So they believe that the values of our founders, the values and teachings of our founders are the mark of domestic potential domestic terrorists in America. Let me do a test here. Are we in both ears now? Did that make any difference when I did that? Or did that mess me up? That probably messed me up. Uh... Do you, there's a, there's a little far yeah. to the right, the right, I don't left. know why, like, you're on one channel and then I'm on another channel. You're yeah. in one ear, I'm in another ear. I don't know why check, that check. happened. Yeah. That happened several shows ago, I mm-hmm. just found out today, and I don't know why. So, my apologies, my apologies, yeah, I, I think I turned myself off briefly trying to you're mess back with now, that. they said. Yeah. All right, well, we're apologies for the, the sound issues. I'm sure JC will get on away. that squared away. But look, guys, educate. Samuel M. said, No people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. On the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. This is how this is working. America's enemy is coming from within. The enemy of liberty is coming from within. And we have been trained to be the enemy of ourselves for over 150 years. The training began in the mid-1800s. And we have been training through the government indoctrination centers. Uh, I was a product of the government indoctrination center until I received truth. Through, as JC will tell you, through divine intervention. Right? So... Um, we've got to be a people who are willing to pay the price and sacrifice a little bit to get educated. Now, this is not a, you know, oh, what do they call it? A, a, A place where we pitch what we do. But let me just tell you, we want to help disciple you through this. We have online constitutional training open to everyone. It is self paced. Professional quality videos, short, understandable video segments, in-depth teaching, printable PDF textbooks, and it's just a small monthly fee. So let us help you. We have plenty of people out there in our audience right now or Liberty First University um, uh, students. They've been studying with us. They can tell you in the chat rooms how much they've learned and how great they are. Hey, Cousin Rob says LeBron Lame. Yes. Going to be putting up that activism course finally next week mm-hmm. oh yeah great um is is uh, what shooting for so look forward mm-hmm. to that um yeah i want to say I, i'll say this l- last thing from my point of view so um as i said this is i believe this is the dividing line this is the tear in the fabric of our country i i don't believe that um Violence is inevitable at this point. However, uh, if patri- if 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 the 
Patriot, American Patriots and the righteous don't stand up, then it will come. But I, I think righteous people and people who love liberty have to take a strong stand and we have a uh, short window to change the trajectory to show that this racist ideology is unacceptable and has no place in America. You can't fight previous racism with new racism. Mm -hmm. You will simply destroy the country. And that's where we're headed if we don't turn, if we don't take a strong stand and expose this and reject it, then we're headed for a very bad place. I don't think that has to happen at this point, but I do think we have a uh, shrinking window. JC, is that statement on the bottom that I've typed in there correct? LibertyFirstUniversity.com with a credit card. You can you can join. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you don't have to have PayPal. Somebody's, somebody is trying to get on and they don't have PayPal. So Yeah, you don't have, have to have PayPal, uh, but the PayPal system will process uh, the transaction, but you can... You don't have to have a PayPal account to do Credit it. card or whatever. You can also send a check to our mailing address. Yeah, if you want to do that. And if you want to buy a, a three-month or six-month or a year subscription, uh, you can send us a check. The address uh, for that would be uh, right there on the website. Yeah. Or at, uh, yeah, right there on the website. You can send a check to... Um, yeah, that's for sure. The C-E-C. break the cycle of the robot factories. You got we have to good people have to get their kids out of this educational system. So let me just be clear because I saw this in the chat room and I'm not Strong picking stand. on anybody. I'm not actually don't even remember who it was. But there's a, a a common misconception that the downfall of America began in 1913. Um that kind of focus on that part of history is is really not going to get us in the right direction. Um, 1913 could not have happened if it had not been for the change in curriculum that happened in 1833. So the change in curriculum of 1833 through the adoption of the constitutional study by Joseph Story is what created an environment of people that would accept what happened, who would vote and support what happened in 1913. So please make sure that you go back. Make sure you go back, though, so that you can see where the education began and not just simply, you know, I mean, if you want to know the beginning, you, you you know, at least from our constitutional training perspective. It doesn't even but, start here. Uh, it's yeah. not even in America. I mean, it's, this is a global threat. I mean, yeah. in but 1913, the significant, the the. Yeah, it's significant. Central banks is significant. From an education perspective. The transformation of education, all those things. Listen, this is a global plan of many big power players with many elements that they put in place. I mean, so this is orchestrated and it's been we've been going down this road for a very, very long time. My point. And we have to take a strong stand and Mm -hmm. to stop this. Yes. Or or we're going we're going into the darkness. But my point is America was created different than every other country in the world. And if that creation had not been deconstructed in sure. 1833, then the globalists would have not had their way the way they did with yeah. with as many people going along with it. So 
it is a long, it is, it, it, and that's part of that is understanding it, we didn't get here overnight. So the restoration of a liberty in America is not going to happen overnight. So if you think it's just a one election thing, right, we, we are going to have to have a long-term vision on all of this for sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys um, so much for joining us today. Where Thank you for... Did you you were reading something? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. ultimately only one kingdom will stand. Yes. That's all there is to it. Yeah. But I'm but I'm gonna be a good steward of what I've been given until the lights go out. So let me um at Liberty First University North Florida. Um, in the woods. <laughs> in the woods and you cannot find it with a surrounded map. by a lot of rednecks and a lot of guns. Yep. So let me mention to you that at LibertyFirstUniversity.com we're gonna be putting up like he said, the activism workshop. We're also going to be putting up my class on the pathway to liberty uh, because it answers the question. As somebody asked, where are we scripturally? I, my class answers the question, where are we historically in the timeline of our founders? And that'll help you as well. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>